Hi guys, this is Danny. And this is Molly. And it's my favorite episode. <laughs> time to talk about what we did, the craziness, the antics, the good reading. Yes. <laughs> You're like, yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> oh, I ran out of things. So, yes. No, I'm just really hyped because I love hearing reviews. I love hearing like the books people loved and hated. The tea. So the tea. We're gonna get into it. Before we do that, how is your? How are you, Molly? It's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I'm good. Still tired. Aww. Um, you know we're in the the final countdown over here. Oh. <laughs> so I am on maternity leave, doing baby weight 2019 <laughs> baby watch. <laughs> oh, you got your own hashtag now. <laughs> Do you remember just, when everyone was waiting for that draft to have that baby? No. Oh, our office was enthralled. Oh, really? It was I don't know April, nothing about that. It was April the draft, and she was, like, pregnant, but she was late. And so oh. they had a live cam on this draft, <laughs> and everyone just kept waiting to see when this draft was going to deliver its baby. It was, like, a week late. Ooh. People were losing their mind. Wow. No, yeah. I don't know nothing about no draft. <laughs> you like, can't relate. <laughs> So, How are you? I'm doing well. Um, I just realized I'm completely unprepared for Thanksgiving Day. I am. Oh. I bought a ham. That's the extent. Okay. I mean, okay, you got a ham, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope the others are bringing the sides. I think that was the arrangement because I did. Uh, you're right. I did buy a whole damn ham. Right. So, <laughs> so and I think I'm supposed to bake some desserts. Uh. So I also told you that I, you know, when you like agree to go to a party. And mm-hmm. when you agree to it, you're like, yeah, I should go be social. I should get out. That sounds fun. And then mm-hmm. when it's time for the party, you're like, that was a dumbass decision. You're like, I hate everyone, especially myself. Yes. Think of that, but with running. That's uh. what I've done to myself. <laughs> I signed up for a turkey trot. The race starts at 8, which you Oof. know means we have to be there at like 7, 7.30. That's early. It's, That's it early is. to be running. That's early to be doing anything. <laughs> Hmm. So. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> You're like, girl, that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I will be in my bed <laughs> under my comforters. <laughs> I'll be thinking about you. I'll, I'll be thinking about you, though, if I'm up. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's that. But um, I don't know if there is if there is any news. I did not look it up. I'm sorry. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there's been so much bullshit lately. <laughs> But I'm over it. I'm over all I, the hot takes. Yeah. I'm over all the Twitter drama. <laughs> I just, you know, want to, I want to be like, you know, a bear that goes into a cave and then emerges <laughs> <laughs> in the springtime refreshed. That's how I feel about pretty much everything right now. <laughs> uh, have you seen now per- people are like purposefully calling for like your most controversial take yes it's like state your unpopular opinions about food and people yes. got some bad popular unpopular opinions about food yes your unpopular opinions about academia your unpopular yes. opinions about books they're they're actively inviting it now we did this already we did this this year <laughs> we did an episode on top of popular book opinions we did that was a great episode that was a fun episode but you know what i'm over it <laughs> it's time for the holidays it's time for us to come together and watch the impeachment here in City Pie. 
I need them to dumb that down just a tad. A tad. <laughs> There's so many players in this tangled web of deceit and lies. Uh, I need yeah. like a Blues Clues episode <laughs> or like <laughs> needs Sesame Street to explain it to me. <laughs> uh, so let's get into it. Yay! Yay. Let's talk about <laughs> that was so Yay. You're so enthralled. I feel like Molly's really just like, she's like, I'm here. Remember when you told me you were like half dead one episode and I didn't even know it? Is that what this is? Uh, Well, that was the time that we had gone to the movies beforehand and I got flaming hot Cheetos covered in nachos <laughs> and cheese sauce. Yes. yes. Yeah, I think you said it like destroyed you. It, I was like laying in bed, like curled around the micro- <laughs> microphone. I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even notice. But says I'm a bad friend. Because we're fucking professionals over here. <laughs> uh, okay. So this year they're doing our annual like retrospective or whatever mm. because that's what you do in December. Mm-hmm. Also, it's an easy episode to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun. I like doing it. I like so, it too. And I feel like people like re- listening to this stuff because people are at heart nosy. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> So do you want to just alternate between the questions? Yeah, okay. You ask one, and then I'll answer, and then I'll ask one, and then you answer, and then we'll just switch off. That sounds good to me. Cool. You want to go first? Do you want me to go first? or? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll ask first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because my answer is going to be sad compared to yours. Danielle, how many books did you read this year? I read 89, which sounds... <laughs> A lot more impressive, I think, than (laughs) it actually is, because that includes children's books. Mm. That includes audiobooks. Listen, if it is a book, I count it. Mm. So if if it is a book with six pages (laughs) with someone hopping on pop, I count it. So so yes, 89 books. I am aiming for 100. I probably, at the rate I'm going, will hit 100 on December 30th. Okay. No lie. Okay. That's impressive. Uh, I have read 37 audio, 41 ebooks, and then genre-wise, I did 42 romance, 16 literary fiction, 10 nonfiction, and a surprise for me, eight whole fantasy, mm. which is an exponential growth in my fantasy consumption. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very interesting. So you, <laughs> you shaped me, Molly. You influenced me. Okay. Very interesting. I'm getting out of my bubble. You are. So how about you across the rainbow? (laughs) I have like gotten out of that clothes. What's the, have you heard the tweet? What's like, Never mind, I can't even figure it out. I'm going to ruin it. So I don't even want to do it now. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like the woke versus extra woke, whatever. I have broken out of that mindset where everyone says, I don't like sci-fi fantasy and I've decided to explore it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, next year we might have to do a few more. We should. It'd be fun. Um, we did two this year i think we did we did um we did hundred thousand kingdoms and we did uh children of blood and bone yeah that episode and i feel like we did did we do another one i don't think so we both read black leopard red wolf and we're like we should talk about it and then we didn't (laughs) we didn't (laughs) we didn't have a patreon then no we didn't we should still do that because i i'm still kind of haunted by that one yeah, and I think the next one will come out, if not next year, the year after, right? Mm-hmm. It's a whole series now. 
So Molly, how many books did you read in 2019? Okay, so I read 30 books. Yay! Um, I didn't count the children's books. See, I'm telling you, count everything. I should. I should go back and count those. I, I didn't break it up either because I've been at the doctor all day. But, <laughs> um, I did read a memoir this year, which is new for me. And I read a couple short story collections, which I think... Last year, I said I wanted to do more of, and I read a couple novellas, which was new for me. Um, and I guess I read more romance this year than I normally do. Yay! Look at us. You got me into you got me into reading romance, Daniel. <laughs> it's reciprocal. <laughs> I wanted to go back to the short stories because I think you've said that because uh-huh. I think I've said similar goals and then I just don't. So I'm glad, uh, I'm proud of you and that you set that as a goal and then actually achieved it. I mean, it's not because I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me thinking back to last year. Because I think I read Heads of the Colored People because you recommended it. Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah, I like that one. That one, um, I read... Uh, Gorilla My Love, which was way up there for me. And then I read uh, Exhalation, which I think will come up later in my list. Ooh. Yeah, you read a lot. Oh, you're much better. Anything that has like multiple little stories making up one. I don't know what it is. I can't do it. Short story <laughs> collections, essay collections. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know. It's just, I think because um, just I have less energy this year uh, like I just I just wanted to be asleep <laughs> most of this pregnancy so well yeah there's there's a lot <laughs> r- resting on you right now right Body's said, working. Oh, a burst of energy never happened people are asking me oh are you nesting I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> that requires doing things I'm napping <laughs> but yeah oh. I think 30 is a good number especially since you didn't count like all the children's books you read. Yeah. And you, and you tend to read longer books than I do. We've gone over this, I think. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you read like those supersized books and I'll count like a 200 page novella as a separate <laughs> item. I think I only read a couple of the supersized ones this year. I read zero. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go to the next question. All right. So Molly, describe your year in reading in one word. Um... Damn, and you wrote these down, and I thought about them, but I didn't write them down. I'm going to say steady. That's good. Because it's just, I I would say because I saw all these people saying, like, I'm making goals, I'm making goals to read more, read more, read more. And I just knew that wasn't going to be in the cards for me this year. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just like, I'm just going to, you know, go with what feels good. I'm going to do what I enjoy, and I'm going to you know, stay the course with reading as an enjoyable pastime. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. steady is what I would say. I was thinking of setting my Goodreads goal to one book because some people mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. because they don't want to stress out over the quantity. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about doing that because even though I beat my goal and I've read a lot, I'm still sort of like, I really want to get to a hundred for some inexplicable reason, even though it's a arbitrary number. Well, I don't think it's bad to have a goal. I think as long as it's not stressing you out. Yeah, that's, yeah. So I would kind of just like to not think about it, too. Mm. Just like, just read. And whatever number I land at. Is what you land at. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So let me do that next year. 
Yeah. I've talked myself into it, I guess. That's kind of what I do. It's like, you know, it's just a number. Mm-hmm. How many you read, how many you don't read. Like, you have an impressive number this year. But I don't think, like, I, I think you would have read that much regardless. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you should. <laughs> I think you would have. <laughs> I'll talk to you. Like, I read 15 books this week. <laughs> like, damn, I struggled to finish one. Was that what I read, like, the children's book, though? So, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what was the best... Oh, did you ask me? Did I ask you? No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, what was your... What was your uh, reading year in one word? Mine was improved. So sort of just being hypocritical to what I just said, I read more this year compared to the previous year. And I liked more of what I read this year. Mm. So I had fewer one and two stars this year than last year. Okay. And a lot, and equally I had more four and five stars. Mm. So it was an improved, both in quantity and quality, it was an improved year. I Just really overall. liked what I read this year. That's good. I overall. think that's, mm-hmm. that's the better measure. Yeah. Definitely. Because you can so, read just a bunch of garbage that you hate. Right. <laughs> just to say, I oh, I read so much. Anytime I hear like of those podcasts where people purposefully watch bad movies or read bad books, I'm like, I would hate that. Even though it's kind yeah. of fun to rip them apart. Just the time you spend like delving into that, which I mean, insane. Yeah, it's it's weird to me because I'm someone who genuinely actually really loves a lot of movies that people consider bad. <laughs> so, you know, it hurts my heart when I see people like making fun. I was like, oh, I really like that one and I enjoy watching it. But um, yeah, it's like, why do something that you don't enjoy, you mm-hmm. know, unless it's your thing and you're selling tickets to it. Then, <laughs> you're making, you know, making that's your profit. job. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I can't imagine hate reading a book just because it's like, even the books that we have not liked, I feel like we didn't go into them like, I'm going to hate this. Like, even Addicted. Like, we right. went in, we went in, uh, you know, not remembering or being new to it. And I don't think we went in, like, intending to hate on it. It just so happened that... <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. I don't know if I'm completely innocent in that regards in terms of one episode, but I think for the most part, <laughs> yes, I agree. We'll, we'll get to that because <laughs> I, I, I can see you put on here, take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Um, I'm already confused by our pattern. I think now I ask. Okay. Okay. What was the best book books you read this year? So I... Because I said I had an improved year and I read a lot of good stuff, it was really hard to narrow it down. But I think the ones that were standout were The Warmth of Other Suns, which I still think about to this day. No, it's a good one. Yeah, I should have the authors. If I were like smart, I would have the authors. The Warmth of Other Suns by Isabel Wilkerson, which is about the Great Migration. Um, a Prince on Paper, which is a romance by Alyssa Cole. The Bride Tess, another romance by Helen Hong. And finally, I had Solus, The Case Against R. Kelly. I'm going to totally mess up his name. Solus, The Case Against R. Kelly by, I lost it, by Jim DeRogatis. So they were all just really quality, probably like standout books of the year. I'm still, The Warmth of the Sun, sometimes I just sit there and think about it. That book was so good. It's really good. 
so good. And I recommend the audio, too, because the narrator was great. Oh, I should like that, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, and then A Prince on Paper was probably my most anticipated book of the year. It was <laughs> yeah. I was really annoying about it this time last year. No, <laughs> you were just very excited. Uh, it's the third in the Reluctant Royal series. It was super sweet. The Bride Test, I almost cried. I don't cry often either. And then Soulless, The Case of Art Kelly, very timely. Mm. Like this whole mess. And then you just realize just how vile that man is. Ugh. And and I really commend the author, who's like a white man, for just acknowledging the reason he was able, he, as in R. Kelly, was able to get away with what he did for so long was because his victims were mostly black women. Mm-hmm. So, so it's a hard read, but it's a good one. I recommend mm-hmm. it. So, Molly, what were the best book or books you read this year? Okay, um, I'll start with Heavy, the memoir I read, (laughs) by Kiyose Lehman. Um, Are you familiar with him at all? I think I've seen... I haven't read any of his work, but I think I've seen him him on the internets. Yeah, he's like a professor at a university of Mississippi. He talks a lot about which one in the book, and I can't remember... Uh, but it talks about like his his history with his mother and his weight and his eating disorder and a gambling addiction, and it, it's a lot about like language and writing and what it means to be a black writer and writing for black people, and um, it just like you said like a book made you cry. This is probably the only book that made me cry this year because I was just like. <sighs> And I, I listened to the audiobook, which he reads. And usually, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this in the past, like when authors read their own work, it's like not as polished. And I would say that that works in this book's favor because it's like you can hear like the emotion in his voice. And by the end of each chapter, like you can hear how like the strain of like telling this story is working on him and it's just like <laughs> i was just like oh, oh we gonna make it as people we got to <laughs> um and then i will say uh going back to the previous question um exhalation by ted ching which was a collection of short stories um that were just like amazing like this was uh uh they're kind of science fictiony but they're they're not they're not like very typical science fiction they're very hopeful they're very um extremely thought-provoking um it's like they take this kind of little like nugget of an idea and then they expand it out and make you think all about it if you're gonna read one from that collection my favorite was um i guess the titular exhalation (laughs) And it's about, like, these androids, and they, there's, like, this guy, he's, like, a, a a teacher, he's an anatomist, and basically, like, they're, they're these androids that have been around for, like, thousands of years, and he studies, like, how their bodies work, um, mm-hmm. and he finds out, it, it's, like, time, they notice, like, all these clocks are, like, slowing down, and he can't figure out why, and basically he finds out that, like, by them being alive, they're destroying their environment. Um, and he, like, does this, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, dissection of his own robot brain. It's really cool. Ooh. But then it talks about, like, how he knows, like, they've doomed themselves. But maybe one day someone will find 
out about them and they'll like live again. And I was like, it's like kind of a metaphor for like, you know, climate change and like memory and all this stuff. And it's, it's heartbreaking, but at the end it's like very hopeful. So I'd either do that one or, um, I forget the name of this line because it's not the title of the book, (laughs) but it's like a a spin on like an Arabian night's tale. And there's like this doorway that you can walk through. And if you walk through it, you come out the other side, like 20 years in the past. And so he tells like these three interconnected stories of these people. And I think they're in Baghdad and, uh, uh, you know, it's like a get rich quick scheme and someone who finds a wife and then the wife plays a joke on the husband. And, um, it's just very like, I don't know. It's almost like a fairy tale almost. So exhalation, definitely. I would recommend not all the stories in there are great, but there's some really knockout ones. Um, and then Gorilla, My Love. I had read some uh, Tony Cade Bambara before, but I had never read this particular collection. And again, the title story, Gorilla, My Love, it's about these uh, <laughs> these kids who, um, uh, like, just these badass kids. <laughs> and they're, like, going to a movie theater, and they think they're going to see this. It's like this little girl. She thinks she's going to see this movie about a gorilla that goes all crazy, but it's... Uh, I think she says some Jesus nonsense or something like that, that she would have watched in Sunday school. And they're like fighting the, the uh, old teacher. And it's just, it's like a little slice of life from like, you know, 40, 50, 60s about black women. And I saw this, uh, this, um, have you ever read Raymond's run? I think that's the most popular one from this in school or anything. That sounds familiar. I'm really like, you, I feel bad because you're always asking me if I've heard of people or seen shows or read books. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so uncultured. No, no. I just, I, I was just wondering if you had, uh, if you were familiar with that one. But um, it's like, uh, I can't remember who said this now. Um, but they were like, you know, it's this collection of stories about black girls and women where, you know, nobody's getting beaten. No one's being like assaulted no one's having like you know horrible things happen to them it's just like about the life of these women and that's that's nice refreshing to hear so those would be i'm surprised i had two short story collections and a memoir that is very unlike me so those those would be my three awesome awesome the one exhalation episode sounds like a really popular episode of star trek that was done like not to geek it up in here. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> but it's like when where Picard gets hit by this probe and he lives this life, and then he later learns that they sort of set this booby trap. So if someone hit it, they would live, they would live a life with them, and it was sort of their way of like, oh, I'm gonna lose it. it was basically their way of spreading the memory about their culture because they got wiped out by like a supernova or something. Uh, and it was a similar theme about like, eh. I ruined things. I'm going to stop. No, um, no, I, I get what you're saying. I get what yeah. you're saying. It was a really popular one. I can't remember it. Picard, like, learns to play a flute in it. It's really <laughs> weird. So, um, Wally, were there any books or, or, no, this is the same question, but it's just like, two different sides of the same coin. Okay. Were there any books that surprised and or disappointed you? Okay. So, for surprise, I would say, and let's, yeah, let's just get geeky. I would say um, All Systems Red, the Murderbot 
Diaries. Yeah, I read those. Well. <laughs> totally surprised me. Because, like, you know, you hear the the title Murderbot Diaries. <laughs> and you're kind of like, the fuck is that? But they're, like, so sweet and, like, extremely relatable. Like, Murderbot, he just wants, or they just want to, like, watch their, their, um... Cereals. cereals and not be bothered and I, I, my favorite one is the one with the ship and um they teach the ship like how to watch uh tv shows and the ship gets like so upset like watching anything where anything bad happens on a spaceship <laughs> and it's just like it's so endearing it's so relatable and they just like they completely surprised me um for disappoint that one is hard because I think I definitely, um, like, just had less patience this year. <laughs> what I should do is go to my Audible returns Ooh. because that is... you will not hesitate to return. I return things, like, immediately if I don't <laughs> like them. Um, you know what? Can I talk about another surprise? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I can't remember if I talked about this one last year, but it was what I was... I start. I read this between the last two, but "Heaven My Home" by Attica Locke. Yes. Yeah, like I read that one too. Yeah, and I don't know if we should do an episode on this, but I like think we should. Okay, then I'll keep it very short. Like the first one, I liked. This one, I really liked. Yes. Yeah. It's a much stronger. Yeah. Yeah. So, I just. I guess just to, in case people didn't know, uh, Heaven My Home is the sequel to Bluebird, Bluebird. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like the Highway 59 series. So we did an episode on Bluebird, Bluebird. We did. Which you can find. Which you can find. <laughs> um, so yes, and, I'm really excited to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll do one on that because I really, I really like that one. And I think there's a lot of, um, just, I think it's one of the first books we've read that have actually been able to incorporate like the times that we're in into the story so explicitly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. And it, it 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 starts like right before, you know, this last inauguration of you know who. <laughs> um, and so it's interesting like going back to that time when like we really didn't know like what was going to happen and what was coming. Yeah. Yeah, it it was interesting to read it. I think especially this month. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know how to find my, my returns on here. So I guess those are just lost to me forever. But um, I will say for disappoint, well, not disappointment so much, but um, I'll say Fire and Blood, um, which was uh, like a prequel story for A Song of Ice and Fire. Ah, okay. And there was, like, one really good chunk in it, because it's another, like, super long book. <laughs> and there's, like, you know, one, one section of it that's really good, and then the rest of it is just kind of like, okay, I don't know if this really needs to be in here. It's very similar. Eh, fine. Um, but I did read all of it, so I'm not saying it's knocking it or a bad book. There's, like... Mm-hmm. Um, there's some good stuff in there, but overall I was just kind of like, I don't know if it was, if all of it was completely necessary. And I'm guessing now they're going to make the, this new TV show based on this book. And I'm like, ah, it just seems really, really similar to the 
some of the stories seem really, really, and some of the characters seem really, really similar to you. Listen, if I uh, may for a tangent, go if for they it. give it back to those two bland dudes <laughs> who the more I learn about, the more I hate, like poster children for white male mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Did you, you saw the Twitter thread where they basically just admitted they failed up yeah. like, repeatedly? Yeah. And I'm like, I can't. They were the ones they were going to give that, what, uh, what was it called? Confederate yeah. series to? It's like, oh, not a good idea. Uh, Um, Sorry, hearing that they may do another series, do you know if these same guys... I don't believe these same guys are going (laughs) to do it. And it's interesting because, like, initially they were going to base it on this other... Like, okay, so getting back into fantasy, it's always like, you know, a million billion years ago, there were, like, giants and dragons and people could turn into, like... I don't know, vapor and I don't know, had lightning swords and stuff and it, all that shit was cool. So they were going to make the series, the new series about that. Kind of like we talked about with a uh, hundred thousand kingdoms, like that weirder mm-hmm. kind of like, I-, I think personally a little bit more interesting fantasy, but I guess they canceled that. And now um, they are going to, to do it on this story that's very similar instead. Uh. Um, but I know that he has been in, like him and George R. R. Martin and uh, Nettie Akoafor are mm-hmm. like buddy that. buddies. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe we can get some more like outside the box fantasy or some more, um, I don't know, less... Uh, Based on medieval Europe, uh, war, the, it's Tolkien. You know, if we could get some diversity in uh, fantasy TV shows, I'd love to watch one. <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy request, Molly. <laughs> yeah, so that that would be my disappointment. What about you? Surprises and disappointments. So I'll start with my disappointment because I feel kind of guilty. My disappointment was Red at the Bone by Jacqueline Woodson. Mm-hmm. It is a good book. And we did another Brooklyn. That was like our second episode. And yeah. I love her writing. But this book made me so sad. <laughs> I can't pinpoint. I was so excited for her because, again, if you listen to that episode, I'm like really geeked about how beautiful her writing was. Mm-hmm. I've read another Brooklyn like twice since that mm-hmm. episode. And I was just, and that's not, a, that's not a hint at the quality. I just didn't enjoy reading it because it just has this melancholy tone that like really made me feel bad and not even about like life, like about myself. I feel bad <laughs> about myself reading this book. And so it like, I, I just, I, I really struggled to finish it. And so I rated it high. Like it's technically, and I mean that like in terms of like technique, like yeah, technically good, but I just did not enjoy reading it. So that would yeah. be my disappointment. My surprise, I have two for two different reasons. Mm-hmm. The first was Us Against You by Frederick Bachman, which is the sequel to Beartown. Oh, right. <laughs> if you recall, it took me like two months to finish Beartown. It took you longer. It took you a long time to finish. Like that, surprisingly, it took you forever to finish Beartown. And then the next week you were like, I read the sequel in one day. <laughs> it was really good. The, I mean... It worked, but the thing he did in Beartown, like, kind of worked, but, like, it takes that book, you are, like, 80% in until the plot, before the plot, maybe not 80, but, like, a good 60 before the plot starts picking up, (laughs) and it's, like, good, and it's nice, but because 
it's all set up in the first book. By the time you get to the sequel, it's like, okay, now we can, we can keep moving. We can um, keep going forward. So I really liked it because I don't want to give it away, but like, uh, Baritone leaves a lot of like loose ends at the end of the book where like, it could have just been left as sort of like ambiguous, not ambiguous so much as like you just figured out or you assume what happens at the end. So I was surprised that he even did a sequel and that he handled it as well as he did and addressed some of the issues that I thought he wouldn't address. So I just spoke really roundabout. It was good. I recommend it, even though it took me however long it took me <laughs> to read Bear Town. Um, and then the second one was The Poppy War by, oh, I want to make sure I get her name right, by R.F. Quang. And I was surprised. So I was telling Molly, like, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed The Poppy War because it is a fantasy and I was not, I never considered myself sort of a fantasy reader. But I had heard a lot about this one. It was on Hoopla. I wanted something nice and long to listen to. And so it's about, it's not too long. It's about maybe 12 to 16 hours. So Molly's listened to longer. But um, yeah, it was, it was a good length. Yeah. And it was a good story. It's, um, it, it, it's intense. The performance, so I did audio. The performance was amazing, which I think added to it. Mm. She does all the voices so well. I love it when they can get someone who can who's not doing the same voice for every character. I, I love that too, when it's one person, possibly two, doing all the voices. <laughs> like and they're she, varied enough. Yes, she was on it. She had a distinct voice for everyone. And I was like, kind of looking forward anytime a new character would be introduced, because like, ooh, how's she going to make this character sound? <laughs> so it's action-packed. It deals with a lot of, I think I told, I think I told you all last time, it's more like the gods... So it's sort of a military story, but they use the gods sort of as weapons. Mm. Sort of like what we touched on 100,000 Kingdoms, only much more explicitly so, and it gets really crazy. Mm. And replace the sex with drugs. Just <laughs> all the drugs. Everyone's <laughs> high. Um, so yeah, that was just a surprise because I hadn't been reading a lot of fantasy and I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. So I'm glad I read it. I, I read the sequel in like a day. <laughs> so... Interesting. I think yeah. I would have used my Audible credit on that. It's, it's <laughs> also, one. it's also I think under ten dollars, eight dollars. Oh, okay. Then that might not. Because they're having my threshold. <laughs> well, because they're having a big Black Friday sale. Uh... So like they sent me an email saying like all these books on your wish list are part of our sale. So some of the books uh... are five dollars, six dollars, up to eight, I think. Okay. And I think that's one of them. So yes, normally it's an expensive book, but because of the sale, it's like, I love it when they do that. I will buy like, I'll spend like 30, 40 bucks and get like six books. So. That's awesome. Yes. All right. So, oh, I can't wait to hear this one from Molly because I genuinely have no idea. Molly, what was the worst book you read in 2019? You know. <laughs> I, I really, I'm going to say there are two and you know what both of them are. <laughs> Addicted, mm-hmm. the wedding date. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is where I differ from you because despite the fact that Addicted had a man whose dick was covered in natural <laughs> cheese, the wedding date was still the worst book I read in 2019. Like, Ooh. it's not even a contest. <laughs> I would say Addicted is a much better book than the wedding date. Oh, damn. Okay. Oh, at least, like... That book was entertaining. Like, you're like, we had no idea. That is true. Like, Addicted, there was never a moment (laughs) in Addicted where I felt like I knew what was going to happen next. (laughs) 
And there was a plot. There was a plot. There's a there is a solid plot in Addicted, and I can't <laughs> say the same about the wedding date. Yes, and distinct characters. Distinct characters. Spoke like even though they spoke like <laughs> like like extras from from, <laughs> from a nineties. Or like a 90s low budget hip hop film, I could still see real people talking like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it's like everything that happened in Addicted like flowed from like this kind of alternate reality where just you, you know you're you could go to a um you could go to a therapist and say you're a, you have an addictive personality and she offers you a cigarette. <laughs> And you know what? I know the clear conflict in that story. Yes. Like, okay, you're 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 talking me into it. There there is still I would still say there's some reprehensible things in oh. addicted. Like there's and, some things that are just like wow. Like yes. I think I yes. think like it, especially in that second half, I'm just like let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. But <laughs> there are some things in the wedding date, like there aren't there aren't like that's what there's that's not the sexual the <laughs> yeah yeah there's not the sexual violence obviously um i just don't think that we would even ha- have been talking about the wedding date if it had the same types of <laughs> you know issues as uh um addicted i don't think it would have gotten as popular but there there are things in the wedding date that i'm like the fuck is this about <laughs> exactly and that's what broke because i had the same thought i was like well addicted says some really bad things about sexual molestation and about like addiction and mental health mm-hmm. but i mean on the flip side the wedding date says terrible things about race yeah about privilege yeah and about um like sort of interracial relations and all that stuff like it's just equally bad and on the good at least addicted was entertaining yeah like <laughs> And, like, there was a clear conflict. Even though it was crazier, I'm like, structurally, it's a better book. Structurally, and that is, you make a very good point. Structurally, (laughs) Addicted is a more, is a better structured book than The Wedding Date. Yeah. Yeah. Until you get to the very end. (laughs) You get to the Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to deny. Like, it's it's down there. But The Wedding Date took the crown for the worst. And the only reason it's there alone is because I didn't finish the proposal. So... (laughs) So, yes, I had a feeling we would be... We would be in sync on that one, yeah. Yes. I was trying to... Did I read anything super bad that wasn't on the podcast that I wanted to write about? I did read a... I read a lot of just... A few problematic... Oh! (laughs) Children of Blood and Bone. Oh! Yeah, let's talk about Children of Blood and Bone. Which, again, is not the worst book I read, but it was not... Not the best. Not even the average. Yeah, that was... I guess that was maybe a disappointment for me too, because they had seen it so hyped up, and mm-hmm. you know we talk a lot about it in our episode, and you know YA Twitter right now is <laughs> kind of coming to it's a reckoning of itself, so we don't need to get back into our whole thing. But I think that we, no. I, I don't think we're gonna stop reading YA, but it's never gonna be a focus of ours, and I understand that it's just. You know, you said the thing about genre or about fantasy, like you were surprised you got into fantasy. I was surprised I got into romance this year. I I, I just don't really see myself getting into YA and NA. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it's not to say that these are bad. I know there's been a lot of hot takes lately, like they shouldn't even exist. It wasn't really a thing when we were kids, um, no. like when we were in that age bracket. So I never really got with it. And as an adult, I'm kind of like, I, I understand that it's not, I'm not the target audience for this. So mm-hmm. I don't, if I have problems with it, I just don't read it, you know? Right. And I think that besides some of the other issues we have with the the book itself, that was that was my main complaint. It, I just knew it wasn't for me. I was sort of disappointed because I don't like people saying, "Well, it's YA is an excuse." Because even ignoring the intended age for the group, it had a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And I don't think saying, "Well, it's YA," excuses that. <laughs> so I, I think it has a lot of tropes that are in YA that I don't particularly love. Well, if even that, makes that sense. I, well, I just thought the pacing, like I don't want to rehash, but like yeah. the pacing and the the things it said about colorism yeah. and about prejudice, like the metaphor didn't really. It wasn't a. It was a weak analogy, not metaphor. It so was just too was similar to Avatar for me. Yes, uh, which I keep forgetting they're gonna make. Sorry, that's a complete tangent. That Netflix live action series. So, oh yeah, I'm very hyped for that. So that was also the one that got us probably the most. Hate mail. I mean, a single tweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had a couple people. Like, okay, we got one person who was big mad, and then we had a couple of people who were like, "Oh well," and they, more you calm. know, yeah, they were more yeah. calm. But yeah, um, I mean, I think it was the best description of our podcast that I ever heard. Mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are worse things to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. I, so I just thought, yeah, I totally forgot about that. And I don't think it's, I think it's good that we read YA because then we stay in the know of what's happening. Yeah. Like, I don't want to exclude something. If it's by a black woman, if there's a YA book out there that's really popular by a black woman author, we're going to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Becoming. <laughs> that's getting a YA adaption? No, just, no, just because it's like. Oh, I think you mean of, the, like what people ask me is like, have you read Becoming? To. And I was like, no. <laughs> well, we could, we were, we, y'all, we had every intention. I think even at one point it was on the schedule and uh-huh. then we like missed the moment and we're yeah. like, everyone's already talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, and everyone's loved it. Like, what could we say? What could we say more? <laughs> that, yeah. It's Michelle Obama. Like, so yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay. So is it my turn or is it, How about is it my you turn read? to ask you? Yeah. Okay. So Wally, what was your favorite episode of Black Chick Lit? Um, so <laughs> very much like what you have and what our last <laughs> question was. <laughs> I I really liked a lot of the books and a lot of the discussions that we had this year. I think probably Addicted Part One is gonna be an all-time high. <laughs> I am, I am going to see if we can top it for Urban Lit January next month because, like I said, Danny, that'll be my first time, you know, going out, quote unquote, and I just love Urban Lit January. Um, um fun plug: Patreons, the patrons on Patreon will vote oh, for yeah. the title. Yes. So you can even come in at the two dollar level and vote. And so they, yep, and vote. Um, I, so yeah, I think, I think, um, part one is an all time high for our, our podcast and part time, part two is an all time low. 
two dynamics are <laughs> I really liked, I really did like the wedding date uh, debate with Mocha Girl Reads. That was fun. My brother like started listening to that and he, he stopped and he said, he said to me, uh, I couldn't listen to you guys talk about, I couldn't listen to my sister and my friend because you don't do, like, <laughs> talk about these things. Because <laughs> I think he got to the con- like searching for dick in the book and he said he said that was the point where he had to stop listening to it oh he tuned out too early we just continue to get hilarious after we just yeah and then um like you said i really liked the i liked the beverly jenkins interview i really really liked um a chance at love i yeah, think that was that, really fun that was one of my favorite books like we have you know best books but i think that that was one of my favorite books that i read this year um, yeah, and then she was just so lovely to talk to. <laughs> she was. Uh, it was a lot of fun interviewing her. I would also put this one might be a controversy between Danielle and I. Um, they all fell fall down by Rachel Housel Hall. <laughs> Not a controversy, just interesting. Why is that one your favorite? I did like the interaction with the author afterwards. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I went back and listened to it when we were trying to like do the merch and stuff. And it was just <laughs> like, the, our conversation is so ridiculous in that one. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the deaths are so icky. Oh, and it's just are. like, I don't know. That was, that was just a fun um, conversation, I think. So yeah, I feel favorites. like we just get better and better. So Aww. it's been a good year, but those are like... So yeah, I had the same as Molly. Addicted, the wedding date in the Beverly Jenkins interview. Also, gotta go ahead and say this one, just because <laughs> I love it when we talk about these things. Yeah. And, like, and when we do our January like, resolutions episodes or like anticipated reads, that's an also an all-time fave. Yeah. Oh, you so. know what? One I forgot. A uh, favorite uh, chat was that Unpopular Opinions. Oh, yes. That one was fun. <laughs> People had so much to get off their chest. <laughs> I felt like we all just had like a sigh of relief after that episode. Um, so yeah, I think it's been a good year. We've had a lot of great episodes. I would love to do more things like the debate yeah. that we did. So, cause that was a lot of fun. That We've got to find another book that's polarizing. <laughs> you know what? I think, I think we'll find one. <laughs> I'm sure we will. <laughs> uh, okay. So switching from the lovely to the less lovely, I knew you would, I knew you would hate this question, but I had to ask because (laughs) it's just, it's, it's, it was the, it was like the defining trait of this year. It really was. Was book Twitter just book Twitter drama. What was your favorite book Twitter drama this year? So my favorite, if we may go back to her, was Tommy Adeyemi accusing Nora Roberts of stealing her book title and like just being loud about it on Twitter. Didn't run it past her publicist. Didn't I email for, Nora I Roberts. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Just, once I started listing them, like, they all came to me. Like, I started remembering all of them. Um, she didn't go to Nora Roberts' publicist. She didn't, she just put her out there on her Twitter account saying, I can't believe. I can't believe this Nora, Nora Roberts. Roberts. <laughs> stole my title. I wish you, she even said something like, don't you hate it when other authors aren't creative enough to do that? I was like, ooh. Ooh, Tommy. I was like, ooh, ooh, Tommy. And so she sort of got like thoroughly, actually, she was thoroughly dragged. Yeah, she sort of got dragged left and right, including by Nora Roberts herself. Yeah. Um, And then she came back and she did eventually apologize. I don't know if she ever removed that tweet, though, which would have been better. (laughs) But um, 
she did apologize and I think it was a lesson learned for her but it was still sort of like my favorite because it was just wild it was wild yeah I remember seeing that and I was like "Mm, Molly taught us more copyright law like you can't (laughs) copyright a title (laughs) and I guess there's some more someone's trying to copyright or they filed for dark yes it's cocky gate all over again it's cocky gate all over again it's like save yourself some time and energy and just go back and listen to those episodes. <laughs> so I put a list down on a little outline if you remember another one, but what was your favorite? My favorite hands down had to be um you should have just sat there and <laughs> like why did you miss this the lady on the on the uh, was in the train and yeah. she was eating her lunch and the woman took a picture of her and tried to shave her and stuff and the cut. Oh, she got her whole book canceled. Her whole fucking book canceled. And it was like, you should have you should have just sat there and minded your business. Yes. Food. Like like the lady like told the you. Like the lady told you. Yes. Have we all been on public transportation <laughs> and someone is doing something that offends our sensibilities? Yes. But all you, the time. Uh, constantly. Constantly. <laughs> I think we told our best transit stories. People drinking. People partying. <laughs> Uh, teenagers in general the guy in Kansas City who just gets off and like fucking plays the accordion or whatever the fuck I can't remember (laughs) what it is now baby brain but it's like just sit there and it like you might be 20 minutes late but (laughs) you couldn't get there you didn't have to go through all this and have your book canceled and have people call you a racist and (laughs) you don't have to go into hiding I forgot about the whole lawsuit because then didn't the lawyer get on to that point? Oh, yeah. Like they filed a lawsuit saying like, and then the, the publishing company was like, no, this is what really happened. Yes. And then the printer, like, ooh. And it just ooh. kept escalating and kept escalating. And it was just like, you couldn't, you couldn't just minded your business. Could have just minded your business. I think about that anytime I'm like. And I mean, anytime I, you're about to get mad. Yes, You're like, I could just, just mind my own business. My, shut up, sit down, and eat your food. Yep, yep. If you want to be a troll, go up and ask her for some. <laughs> like, if you really want to annoy her as much as she's annoying, you'd be like, girl, that looks good. Where'd you get that from? Oh, my grandma makes food like that. Can I have some of that? Where'd you, just come on, a little bit of taste. And I promise you, that would have been a better approach than trying to get this woman fired over eating a breakfast burrito. Yeah, or do what I do and just sigh loudly. <laughs> or just get up and move to another seat if you really can't stand to be around it. Like, Ooh. you had so many options and you pick the wrong one every time. I'm not, I feel like, and I don't know what it is, and I don't want to generalize, it's just an observation. Why Twitter really does just have the wildest they do. Twitter dramas. They do. That's why I don't like YA but I love Twitter. Because the, the, the kids are native to the internet. You know what I mean? They don't care. They live their whole life on the internet and they know how to use it. They know how to be funny on the internet. Like, Gen Z is out here. They're out here. And they don't, they don't give a fuck about nothing. We didn't talk about the Sarah Dressen thing because I think we both agreed it was yeah. stupid. <laughs> but like that, that was wild. I did also want to give an honorable mention to Rita So White. Oh, yeah. Because that was a great episode. When we did that one, that was a great episode. I that think we was. did on that topic. Yeah, you were, you really, 
explained it very well to me because I was like, I do not see the point of this. Burn it all down. Start over. So I think we sit here and we poo-poo the Twitter dramas, but I mean, it gave us some great content. That's true, it did. Um, yeah, I don't think there's Instagram dramas. If there are, I haven't seen them. Oh, I we bet there did... are. Oh, you know what? There was that girl who uh, had the uh, the conference. She was an author. I mean, it's not like oh, black right. <laughs> book drama. It's like, right. yeah, and she like tried to do that thing. And I then, barely understood that one. Yeah, she was the one, like, she, and she keeps fucking coming back. Like, uh, <laughs> there was just another thing. Like, her ghostwriter friend did something, and then someone, like, went and defended her against the one that was on the ghostwriter. It's all in uh, The Cut, which is the boss-up for white people. <laughs> so, it, it, they're good reads, but I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't explain it to you now. I've read it a couple times. I'm like, I can't wrap my head around this. It sounded very convoluted. Yeah, it sounded like, uh, I don't know if you watched that show on uh, um, uh, Netflix, You. No. It's about, uh, it's about like this girl. She's in New York. She's in, a, in an MFA. And this she goes into a bookstore and... Um, the guy falls in love with her, but he's like a stalker. I guess it's based on a book. I don't know. But it's all like, uh, uh, they have a character on there who's like related to like Salinger and it's all like hoity-toity literature types and uh, Instagram drama and all this stuff. And it, it reminds me very much of that show. I'm going to check that one out. I think you would like it. It's very... Um, it's very, and I, I can't, I want to say it's very gossip girly, but I actually never watched that show, so I can't <laughs> say if it is, but that's, that's what it I feels feel like. like. Imagine. Exactly. That's what I think that show was like. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I, I think good. you'd like it with a, with a bookish spin. And it's like every, every, like, uh really like reprehensible thought you've had like as a book person like every time you like pick up a book and it's like oh look at this or <laughs> every time like you see a tweet with like misspellings in it you're like oh the plebes <laughs> like is reflected in the main character because it's like all in his head and he's like a real bookish person but he's also like a serial killer <laughs> oh so it's like it, it was just fun to see that kind of character kind of you know um made fun of a little bit I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. So it's you on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something that sort of reminded me. Did the Nora Roberts plagiarism, not the uh, that one, the other one, the one where they discovered that like Brazilian author had been like, oh yeah, copy pasting books from like forty. Was that this year too? I Which think... isn't really a Twitter drama. It's it was a bigger deal. It was a, clearly illegal. Yeah, I think that was this year. Man, you don't realize how, like, the year feels like it happened really quickly and yeah. you try and stop and remember everything that, that happened. happened. And then yeah. it's like, oh shit. Because that was wild too. Yeah. That whole, there was like, I think at the end, 46 authors, this woman <laughs> <laughs> had picked, picked in cherry picked work from to mush together to Frankenstein her own book. Right. And like, wasn't she like nominated for awards that like yes. the, the actual yes. authors couldn't be nominated for? So it was this year because it was another issue with the readers. People were like, I couldn't even submit this book, but the person who stole from me could. Oh my God. Oh, that was wild. 
Okay. And then there was also a whole bunch of, I learned a lot about Kindle book stuffing. Oh yeah. I think you sent me that. That was wild. There's a lot, there was a lot happening. Yeah. It's just, yeah, there, there's, I don't know. I think someone, someone said to me and I, I was like telling them about the, the podcast and they were like, well, how much book drama could there be? <laughs> girl. <laughs> it's like, girl, so much. <laughs> so much. I feel like it's always feast or famine. It's either like, we have no news. And then literally like the day after we record. Right. It's just something all the news. crazy. Yes. <laughs> So last, so our final question, we did fewer questions this year, but I think it worked better. I think so. We had more in-depth discussions about fewer questions. So Molly, name one bookish accomplishment you're proud of. Okay. I would say, um, uh, building out the library for, for little man. Aww. We got some good titles and I think, like, what's that? I was going to say, is it like on a, sh- like, do you have a shelf? I would love like a shelf of all your titles. I have, I have like this little like thing that goes on the floor because I want to make sure he could reach it. (laughs) And then I have a basket that, because we have a bookshelf right, my husband just put it up. So I got to figure out how to store these other books, but I can definitely take a picture. Yes, um, that'd be awesome. Once it's all done, but. Yeah, just making sure that, you know, I know he's little, like, he's just a nugget right now, but I really want to make sure that he comes into a home that's, like, full of books. hmm So, that's what I would say. Oh, that's so sweet. I kept thinking about what you said about how you found the one book, and you're like, this is the closest, I think, like, this book <laughs> is the closest reflection of what I think my baby will look like, and yeah. I just, like, that's, that's sad and also sweet. Yeah. <laughs> You should be able to find more things. Yeah. So, oh, well, mine isn't as big, but uh, I started a journal. Ooh. Now, don't get too impressed. I've been doing it for like 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really like, I've really been enjoying like taking time to write every day, mm-hmm. even if it's just junk. Like, even if it's like not real, like fiction writing, but just like I haven't handwritten or written for the sake of writing in a long time. Ooh. So it was nice to kind of do that. Um, and then the other thing I would add was I learned to DNF books that I'm not going to finish. And it has been liberating. Liberating. And like, I'm not going to read it. So I just, and I tell myself, I just won't finish it now. It doesn't mean ever. I don't know why that makes a difference, but it kind of does. <laughs> um, and so I'll just put it on a DNF shelf and I'll get past it. And it's been so free yeah. because I have a very controversial book. I just DNF'd. <laughs> it was, um... It's Long Shot by Kennedy Ryan. Sounds Very, so familiar. She Kennedy Ryan is the first Black Rita winner. Okay. And I don't think Long Shot is the book that won the Rita, but it is part of the series. Okay. And the style, first of all, it's a sports romance, which is not my jam. Yeah. She's a very good writer, and it's clear, I can tell. But I was just like, I'm That's not That's just feeling, not your thing, yeah. Yeah, all this basketball talk. <laughs> so I was like... I had it on my like Goodreads currently reading for like a week. It was holding me up. I still want to get uh, to 100. Mm-hmm. So I DNF'd it and I felt like that's so easy. Why don't I just do that more often? So Yeah, you should. So Time is very, precious. Yes, it really is. And I DNF'd a couple other books like The Proposal. I think you were really shocked. That was the one that did it. <laughs> I DNF'd The Proposal this year and you're like, you never DNF anything. <laughs> and I had to. Yeah. Well, so I mean, it's like, you know, you weren't going to enjoy it. Right. And at some point, it's like, you had to move past that. 
You have to move past. You do. There's too many books out there ja- you may Jasper. enjoy. Killer. I I don't want to listen. I told myself you're not. I'm not gonna let her steal my time. Yeah. So I will only speak about her when it's in the news. But yeah, no, and that's why I cut off the rest of her books. I was like, nope. Yeah, it's like some people are really gonna like her, but it just isn't. I think for you, it isn't for me. It turns <laughs> out it wasn't for our guest. <laughs> and so you just gotta say, hey, this this shit isn't for me, but that's fine. Yep. I'm going to move on to something that I'm going to enjoy. Yep. Doesn't mean that this other thing is necessarily better or worse. It could be. But, <laughs> you know, I just, I like, that was the thing I, I have never had any problem with. It's like, there's just way too much out there to do and see and enjoy. So I'm going to go do that. I don't, I, for the longest, if I, especially if I got like at least 40% in, I would feel obligated. Like, well, you made it this far. You might as well. And it's like, I just had to let it go. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> so, oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> Mariah and Maria have been misbehaving, which means, and I was going to take them to see Frozen 2. Mm-hmm. So my sister's like, if you, they don't behave, they're not going to see it. And I was like, shit. Like, well, <laughs> like I was looking forward to I want to go see it. You know, I rewatched that uh, the other day on this Disney Plus. I, I liked it more than I remembered. Oh, did you? Yeah. I, I like it. I think the soundtrack on its own is a more cohesive experience. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on. I just, I like that snowman. Oh, really? I'm the opposite. <laughs> Didn't really remember him the first time I watched it. I was like, yeah, he's pretty good. Oh, I'm the opposite. I was like, that damn snowman. <laughs> You've already got the giant reindeer. How many, like, sidekicks does one start? Well, you gotta, you gotta have, you gotta have the horse that's a dog. You got to have the little animal that doesn't talk. And then you got to have the little animal that does talk. The three tears. Yep. You look into it. Count your Disney movies. Have you seen Tangle? That horse definitely is very dog-like. You're onto something. I I rewatched that too. I'm telling you, maternity leave will get. With that Disney Plus. With that Disney Plus. I'm like, oh, I think I saw this once. Did you change your password? Ah, uh, yes. Did you I see? Uh-huh. Yeah, good. Because I was like, oh, how did they? So apparently Disney already got hacked. And so a whole bunch of people got locked out of their accounts. And then the pe- the hackers were selling the accounts on the dark web. Yeah. As soon just... as I read that, I went and changed my password. I was like, I can't do it. Are you watching the Star Wars thing that's on there? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I... And I don't think my husband will be listening this far in. I'm not a Star Wars person. I just, I don't quite get it. But Danielle, yeah. there is, and you probably know what it is because he's been all over, but I won't spoil <laughs> it. But there is a little dude, a little Muppet, <laughs> on this show. I couldn't tell you what's happening on this show. <laughs> Because my eyes go unfocused unless this Muppet is on here. <laughs> but it is 100% worth it to watch it for this adorable little baby Muppet. Because he is just entirely too cute. See, I've never been a big Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. I like The Force Awakens, which I know is a is not a poser. What's the opposite of a poser? Like a fake fan. Couldn't Whatever. even tell you which one that was. That's the the first new one, the one that came out in like 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So I like I saw the originals. I've seen the originals. I saw the prequels. I never loved them, but I really like the new ones. So I'll watch the big ones. I'm not watching these series. I'm not watching these these solo movies. Han Solo, <laughs> haven't Rogue seen one. those. I'm not doing that. Now they're doing what a Lando movie. I'm not doing all this. I will do the big releases, the big episodes that move the main story along. That's all I'm here for. I'll tell you. I at don't, least look up a I don't video of this a, Muppet. I don't even know what a Mandalorian is. Like, what is it? He's a dude, you know? <laughs> so, oh, I've seen it and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I have watched, what have I watched? I've watched The Great Mouse Detective. Oh. I watched Remember the Titans. Oh yeah, we watched it together. <laughs> I'm mad that the Cinderella with Brandy isn't on there. Is that so a I Disney? St- yeah, it was A Wonderful oh. World of Disney. It was on ABC Family. Oh, I forgot that that was Disney. So I still have to stick to my DVD. Thanks. Um, uh, the Great Mouse Detective is weirder than I thought. Oh, yeah. The 80s were a strange time. <laughs> so, and I started this random series about how they decorate the park during Christmas. Aww. That I love. I was like, yes, make more of that. <laughs> well, they probably will. They probably... I mean, here's the thing. Everyone's talking about canceling Netflix. I mean... Disney stuff, I like them, but like, I don't, it's not really a, comp- I don't know, unless they plan to do more original programming, they only have like four original shows. Yeah. And I wasn't really in love with any of them. Yeah. Except the decor one. <laughs> and then and it's have- like, the day after Disney Plus came out, Netflix was like, oh, we signed a deal with uh, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. And I was like, well, yeah. we didn't That's have the Disney do. channel when I was a kid, so. Right. That's where the real nostalgia is. Right. Like, I watched that Rocco's Water Life. I was like, this is great. So. Also, everything from Disney that I loved, I already own on home video. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I, I was the dummy, but now I really have no reason. <laughs> so I was like thinking I'd probably keep it for a year and then I'll examine if it gets renewed. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So no, but everyone was like, cancel Netflix. I was like, y'all ain't canceling Netflix. Yeah. Y'all like Queer Eye too much. Yep. You like nailed it too much. Yep. I can't think of a single other original. <laughs> She-Ra. So. I watched Ooh. that. Ooh. That was pretty good. It's like, um, uh, what's that one about the guy with the rocks? Steven Universe. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the one of that. Oh, remember how much we loved that? <sighs> I think that'll be a Patreon episode. Because I got that, things to say. Well, because like if you listen to our old episodes, there would be each, like for a while, there'd be like a 15 minute discussion. Yeah. About something, like, oh, how much we loved so Steven Universe. And then it was like, who? Steven what? It's like, I don't, I don't know her. Sorry to this no. man. <laughs> That's my new favorite me. I love Sorry that to me. <laughs> I have to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. <laughs> You could be walking down the street and I'm sorry to this man. <laughs> All right. We are off topic. We really, <laughs> uh, but I think that's it. I think um, so. We usually do our forward thinking things in January. Yeah. But I think overall it's been a good year for books, mm-hmm. for podcasting, yeah. for podcasts about books. Mm-hmm. I think we had a great year. I think we did too. Yeah. I'm excited so. for next year. Yeah. It's a big year for one of us. <laughs> The other one of us is just chugging along. Well, you did a lot. Eh. You did this couch for 5K. Oh, I quit. 
that's the problem. You renovated your trading. house, which you own. Yeah, so. You did ballet I, I, for some reason. <laughs> that I don't know, but I was proud of you. I was like, look at you, oh, you're this shit. I appreciate that. I'm quitting that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. I'm getting into weightlifting now. Oh, I, I want to be able to deadlift a grown man. I don't know if Why? that's Why? Who are you trying to thing. deadlift? Just to say I can do that. Like, I just like how that sounds. Okay. All right. This is a new adventure, but I'm here for it because, you know, you say something and you do it. Like, you're one of those, I'm a person, I'm like, I want to do this so that I never get around to it. But you say something next year, I am 100% sure we're going to be talking and you're going to be like, you're going to be like, hold on, are you going to deadlift someone in the middle of the episode? So I was like, I want to try that. So it's basically because the ballet studio is just like 30 minutes away oh, while the yeah. Y is five minutes away. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes we'd be like recording. You'd be like, I got to go to ballet. I do. Like I got a plan for it. So but I think that's it. Uh, this is great. Yeah. I may just throw this out here. Mm-hmm. I bought a kit on Amazon. You bought for a recording. what? A kit. What kind K-I-T. of kit? K-I-T. For um, recording, I'm like, oh. before I go out all and get a camera, I'm going to use my cell phone. It has like a microphone and oh. a tripod because I'm going to try and do videos for the Patreon. Oh, yeah. So please let me know because I tried to do a vlog. That was incredibly hard. So please give me a topic that involves staying in one spot for now. Uh, yeah. I need to ease into this. Yeah. So I'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. We were so. talking about video, but I was feeling pretty rough. No, I understand. <laughs> I'm glad you're here because you are so close. So close to what? <laughs> so close to having this baby. Oh. Like, I feel like that's got to be the worst. Like, it's like a, the patience just runs out. You know, I want him to cook for as long as he needs that's to be true. in there. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I just, <laughs> you know, it, it makes you tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I always I, heard people say, like, you know, people say, like, I'm so tired of parent. And then people, you know, they're those jackasses who are like, you don't know what it's like to be tired until you have a you kid have or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, okay, let's not do that. Because then it leads to backlash. Like, well, you decided to procreate, you fucking mouth breather. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. It's like, these arguments get so divisive. It's so stupid. And I'm like, I don't care. Can I just be allowed to say that this is the most tired I've ever felt in my life? Yes, yes, you can. So, so yeah. with that in mind, we're not going to keep you up any later <laughs> than So, do we normally do our what are we reading uh, during the end of years? I don't think we do, actually. Okay. Unless cool. you have something else that you wanted to say. Uh, I'm only reading one thing right now, and it's We're Gonna Need More Wine by Gabrielle Union. Oh, how's that? It's okay. I'm only like two chapters in, okay. and she records it, and she knows how to act, so that helps. That's good. I'm really, as I get close to this 100 mark, I am slamming these audiobooks. If it's under eight hours, you checked like out and up. down. <laughs> exactly. On double speed, that's a four-hour read. I, I can still do cannot do double speed. The most I could do is 1.25. Oh. Yeah, I remember when I learned that fact, and then I felt bad because I felt like I, I was worried you thought I was kept harping on it, but I was like, I just... Yeah. No, I just... I feel like my brain doesn't process it that quickly. Now, sometimes, like, what was it? The Black Leopard Red Wolf? That uh, one was hard because he kept doing accents. 
Yeah. And there were so many voices. That one I had to do at like one five. Yeah. See, that's but, still faster. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's all I'm reading. Uh, so I started um, Get a Life, Chloe Brown. <gasps> Yay! Thank you very much. That was very cute. Yeah, so I'm still early um, where Chloe's like still super mean. <laughs> She's just, she's just grouchy. She's grouchy. I did like that she's, like, in her, like, Fortress of Solitude writing and stuff. <laughs> and we'll see this, um, this transformation into the guy I see was on the cover. Um, who becomes her love interest or whatever, but they are a ways away from that. So, yeah, that's all I'm reading. <laughs> cool, cool. So, if you're interested in following us, you can find us on Twitter. I guess I'm just leading us right to the end. Sorry. We usually discuss. I'm just heading for it. Oh, yeah. uh, you can find us on Twitter at Black Chicklet, on Instagram at BCL Podcast, and you can visit us at BlackChicklet.com. Yeah. If you have questions or comments, you can send them to contact at BlackChicklet.com. Awesome. Um, we have a Patreon at patreon.isit.org or sorry you think I would be a better <laughs> patreon.com slash black chick lit we have levels starting which is two dollars a month gets you access to voting chats we're trying to really build up like a sense of community an even more tight-knit community yeah on this platform and um uh, I think you m- mentioned this earlier but January we do typically do um we don't I don't think we typically do a book in December Right? No. So I think that we'll have another Patreon episode in December, and then we're going to ask people to vote on our January Urban Lit book mm-hmm. over on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that, go over. Um, I definitely have one that I hope it is. <laughs> but we'll we'll see where to go from there. Yeah. And so look forward to those polls, because we've just decided we used to just agonize over decisions mm-hmm. or just wait and see what happens. Now we can just put these decisions off on y'all. So mm-hmm. we'll put up a poll and say, hey, what should we do next? <laughs> and you all can just decide and we'll be like, cool. I love it. Um, we want to shout out our new patrons, including Adoria P, Maria, and Montera N. Yes. Hello and thank you. Yes. Don't forget to go vote. <laughs> <laughs> yes, vote in this poll. Um, and as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play or wherever you are listening to us. Um, that really helps other listeners find us. Even if it's not a five star, we read them <laughs> all and cry over every single one. <laughs> and as always, thank you to Sweet45 for our theme, Jonesen. You can find them on SoundCloud at H. No, I don't even know if this one gets theme music, but you know what? I'm so doing it anyway. You can find them on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash sweet45. That's S-U-I-T-E 45. That way we're covered. If, yeah. yeah, they've been a good partner all year yeah. anyway. Yeah. So I think that's it. I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. We'll I mean, see. it's only November, but it does feel like end of the year. Like it feels like it's 2050. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that... We don't need to get into it, but that 2020 tweet stressed me out. Which one? The what have you done this decade? You I was like, listen, I'm st- I was like, I'm still trying to get shit done this decade. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I, mean, I think you survived. Day, I know that's true. I did. I did go back and like write on the list in that journal I just started keeping a list of everything I accomplished, and so it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. So. 
Alrighty, Alrighty. guys. Bye, guys. We'll see you in 2020. Oh, my goodness. Woo. Bye. Bye.